Hello, um, my name is Victoria Dele and welcome back to my podcast, Mummy Means Business. Um, This podcast is mostly just an opportunity to create a platform where mums, like everyday mums, can share their journey on how they're able to balance the world of work and raise a family. Um, So this is whether they have started a business, whether they are working a full-time job or whether they decided to stay at home and raise a family. And today, I'm really, really excited to have a special guest, Rosemary. Um, So Rosemary is um, a woman... Hi! (laughs) Hi, Rosemary! (laughs) So so she's a woman that I know from church. Um, I actually have known her for a while, for a few years now. And when I decided to start this podcast, Rosemary, you were one of the few people that came to my mind straight away. And yeah, and I think I mentioned that to you when I when I um, asked you, because you're just so inspiring. You have, you know, you have a family, you have a big family and you still have this amazingly successful business. So Rosemary is actually the founder of a company called Special Occasion Hire, which is an award winning London based event and venue styling and hire company. Um, not only that, she's obviously a Christian, she's a wife, and she's a mum to five beautiful children. Um, and she also has a Rosemary Design School, which um, is, is launching on the 14th to the 15th of April at Braxted Park Estate, where people can learn the arts to creating and designing floral table settings. So I just... I, I honestly don't know how you do all of this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know too. Sometimes I'm like, oh gosh, what am I doing? But I, if I love it, it's my passion. So it's just easy, natural for me. Yeah, because I'm just doing like one thing, and I have one child, and I think I'm overwhelmed. Let alone you doing all of this. But how how has the motherhood journey been for you? Like, did you always want a big family, or is it something that you just kind of fell into as you as you kind of went along in your marriage? Um, I've always had wanted a big family, if I'm honest. And my sister actually reminded me of this when I had my fourth child. And she said to me, if you remember when you were the little girl, you'd always say, I want four kids. When I have kids, I'm going to have four. So, yeah, I think I've always wanted that. I have wanted that. Um, where, where do I start off saying how and what is the journey of being a mother? Well, well, it's definitely been challenging. Um, exciting, um, exhausting most of the time, if I'm honest. Yeah. But it's um, it's been a blessing, and I think if you ask any mother, um, with all the challenges that they face, especially like with me, I have five children, and they they all have very you know different personalities, and that can be hard at times. But in you know through this journey, it's definitely been a beautiful one, and I wouldn't change it in any other way. So yeah, because the first the first time I remember yeah meeting you or like seeing you, I remember um it was like a few years back now. So this was in church, and you and your husband. I think this was like probably your third child uh-huh. so I remember you and your husband were in church and you were talking about your testimony and you spoke about you know your journey into having children and um yeah and how it wasn't you know obviously you meant it wasn't something that you thought would would come to pass but you know God has just blessed you beyond beyond measure and I remember seeing that and thinking wow like so inspiring so, so inspiring just seeing you up there testifying because obviously speaking about your journey in front of a massive congregation is 
absolutely scary let alone the journey that you that you went through so so yes. yeah absolutely yeah no I was told that I could never have children so um to actually have five what a testimony to God tell, isn't it? Yeah. it just shows you you know the God that we serve but um yeah I was told that I have a thing called polycyclic ovary so um they said I couldn't have children and I have it quite bad so you have like different stages of it um let's say from a scale of one to ten and mine is literally ten so um they were just saying yeah you wouldn't be able to have them so um when we got pregnant when I when I got pregnant I'm saying we um but when I got pregnant with Shalom um it was um it was just I was like taken back I remember the doctor coming in saying congratulations you're pregnant and me and Paul just looked at each other and saying what that can't be the problem because I was having like serious pains and I didn't know what was wrong and um they was doing all these checks for me and and when they said that and they came in the room and said that I was just like this can't be true they said I can't have kids and they were like well you're pregnant you know so yeah but that is definitely a blessing and I really thank God for that so yeah, it's literally the God that we serve. But, you know, before you became a mum... Yeah. Because, like, Rosemary is literally so talented. Um, and I'm not just saying that just because I know you, but if you see her, her work speaks for herself. Like, the wedding... We went to a wedding recently um, in August. Um, a friend of mine in church got married. And literally, when we walked in, I was like, yeah, this is Rosemary's work, isn't it? Because you just... Um, and Maya was wedding. You just have such, like, an amazing attention to detail like your event styling and just everything that you do is just I'm not I'm not even surprised that you've won all of these awards but like how did you go into that was that almost like a career that you always wanted to do or did you just stumble upon it if I'm honest it definitely wasn't my first idea um of what I wanted to go into um I'm a typical entrepreneur, so you have, you know, there's a difference between an entrepreneur and a business owner. A business yeah. owner is someone that just maybe has an idea and then they, you know, um, start a business and they run that business. But an entrepreneur is someone that constantly thinks of different ideas, and that's me. And I'm always thinking of ideas and oh, what can we do? I can see a gap in the market in this. So I had so much ideas, but... If I'm honest, um, when I got married um, 13 years ago, I really enjoyed the, the styling of it. You know, by, I did all of the docker myself. I've made my own chair covers, did my centerpieces. Well, like, my, you sewed the Literally, like, yeah. Literally made my own chair covers. How, what? So, I just don't understand the, how know, you was, think of doing was, that. I know it's really funny because obviously 13 it's come up to 14 years now we've been married weddings wasn't as big as it is now yeah. you know so we didn't really think of getting a decorating company um so we just would do everything ourselves so I just I saw pictures and I knew kind of the vision I wanted for my wedding and in order to get that I thought well I'm gonna have to create it so that's what I did and I went and started buying you know material um had this lovely friend of mine who helped me and we were just making things so I did everything myself and I think that's when the light bulb went off and that's when I fall in love with it but um I've always you know been in the um before I had children I was always in design anyway so I used to work in Selfridges, Liberty Mm -hmm. I used to do all the merchandising for the window so design is nothing 
like new for me it's definitely yeah. something that is like a natural flow and um so for me to come into this career it's nothing like I didn't feel like oh is this something I want to do it was almost like a natural thing and it was easy for me to just sort of slip in because it was you know and I have and I love flowers my flower my love for flowers runs very deep so you know so it was just it was really natural for me to be honest but it definitely wasn't if I'm honest it wasn't my first idea but um yeah, more of just a natural flow. It's just like it just kind of made sense at the time of my life, having three children at the time when I started. So, okay. So, so what? So, how many years ago has it been now since you've had this business? So, Nini um, is. I'm always basing it on Nisi, who's my third yeah. child. Yeah, <laughs> she's eight now, and I started probably a year after her. So, when she was so probably about seven years now. So how how was it getting that business off the ground? Because obviously at that time you you have three kids. Yeah. Um. So that's already keeping you occupied, and now you have this new idea, this venture that you want to go into. Like, how did you really get it going? Yeah. Well, it was it was um, it's it's great to have an idea, isn't it? Like you've got this idea, but how do you now make this idea into a reality? Yeah. And um. So that was my challenge, and I remember just having lots of sleep this night, staying up, researching things. I started to write up a business plan, which is really important in any business that you're doing, because it forces you to research, and it forces you to look at the market, and to and, and you learn things while you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. So that's I um, started writing up a business plan. And then um, created a website and then just started seeing I can get any work in. And it was, and I must say, I've been really, really blessed because I didn't struggle to find work. It was really easy. It was just like um, my first wedding that I did um, was, it was, yeah, it was a wedding that I did, the first first event, which is a very funny story. I'll tell you that in a bit. But... (laughs) And um, yeah, so it was. It, I never really struggled to find work, but um, yeah, so I did. I think it's really, really important that you understand how important it is to um, set goals yeah. and um, to set and you know write things down and just don't just run on on off with it. You know, try to really look into it and research in your market what you're trying to get into and. Um, because there's so much aspects into it and you know sometimes you can get lost sometimes just in the idea and be like oh you know I want to make money and and it's going to be quick and it sometimes it's never like that you know so yeah definitely definitely um so yeah so that's did, what I did did you get like any support in the in the beginning years like um like in terms of when you obviously a lot of a lot of the things that you have to do is look for vendors potentially um and did were you working by yourself or did you have anyone to kind of support you and help you or was it just like a one-man job it was a one-man job I didn't have anyone to help at all um I didn't even know how that's a little bit of my character though I don't even know how to ask for help um I'm I'm exactly the same way (laughs) I literally just don't it's really bad to be honest with you and I'm working on that but I would literally just get on with it. So I didn't know how to, I didn't even think, oh, should I go and get any help? It was just 
let's get on with it, you know. So it was definitely a one-man band. Um, nothing that I would definitely advise anyone, you know, because you do need help and you do need support. And, and, it's, and it's important to take that. And you learn things through that, you know. It's important if people offering help, take it. Um, and, yeah, and I guess especially with what I do anyway, um, which is venue styling, I'm a bit of a perfectionist like that. So I do want things the way I want it. Um, but you can still work around that. You can still yeah. ask for help and, and, you know, go over things and things like that, which, you know, releases a bit of stress for you. But, you know, but, yeah, so I did make a lot of mistakes in that area. But um, in terms of support, what I did do, which was um, brilliant, is um, I went to the Princess Trust, who helped me. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he helped. So... What what is the Princess Trust? If you were to like explain, yeah, do you know what? I didn't really know about the Princess Trust. It was actually a friend that told me about it, and she was just saying, "Why don't you look? Have you ever looked at the Princess Trust?" And I was just like, "What is that?" And then she was saying the link, and I kind of looked into it, and um, and I just didn't really understand it when I went on the site. I just thought it's just like for like, you know, it didn't seem like. Um, they were business oh, it was because they do a lot of charity work yeah, so you, yeah you get a bit confused so you're thinking what what's this really about so I remember calling and they said look come down for a meeting which I did and then um and it was you know and then you see so much entrepreneurs there there was like loads of us and everyone was just talking about their businesses and what they want to do and things like that so that was good so, so I applied you just for that pitched your idea and potentially got funded yeah so you you pitch your idea and then and you don't it's not as easy as that you have to yeah. go you have to submit a good business plan you've got to go through a board meeting, um with you know low all these people around you like, throwing questions at you and things like that, but um yeah I did get some support for them so I'm really grateful for that, um and they gave me um I believe three thousand which is in high you know an eyesight it's not a, a load of money but it helped you know yes, it, definitely. Was, it was able to help do like a website get business cards and things like that yeah. so that was really really supportive so it's a really good organization and there's loads and, of organizations out there like that that are you know that the government has there's um you know organizations that are that offer so much services so it's really important that you look into all of that to see what support is out re- there that's really interesting you know because you know as a business owner if you have an idea you want to become an entrepreneur obviously you think of funding but you naturally just look for investors or like angel investors so you wouldn't really look at organizations like this that provide you know funding whatever is a large funding or small funding so good tip um and obviously at this at this stage you had like three kids and then most of your kids are back to back <laughs> I, I remember like there was a few years and we were like oh yeah rosemary's been pregnant like f- you had like one year break and then the next year you were pregnant <laughs> crazy, isn't it? but I've always, that was always like the plan i've always said i said to my husband when we have children i just want them all at once i don't want gaps i don't like it but i always said you know what i just want to have them like that and I, I, I 100% agree. I told I told my husband the same thing. I said, if you give me one child, child, you're giving me three. So just know, by the time he Xavier turns one, I literally want another one and another one, and then I'll take a break. That's yeah, wait until they're about one, 15 months. That's a good gap. Mm, okay. Not like and, what I and, did. 
yeah but to be fair it's great because they all you just when every time like we're at church you just see them have so much fun together like they don't really need much friends like they are each other's best friends yeah Which, no that is that is you nice want. about it yeah, I must say, like when they're all playing in the garden, they're a little clan within themselves, you know. So yeah, 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 it's really cool. Like I can imagine them in school. Like if anyone bothers one, like you're troubling all of them. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah. What role did your husband play in all of this? Because obviously, you still had to look after your kids. They were quite young at that stage, and they are still quite young. Um, so does like does does he help out a lot? Is he very hands on? Um, how does he kind of help with the whole managing your award-winning business as well as um, running the household? Oh, gosh. Where do I start with Paul, <laughs> my husband? <laughs> Paul is the most supportive person I've ever met in my life. Um, he has always supported me. Um, one thing he does allow, which I would say, is he just allows me to be me. So he allows me, he knows that I'm like that and he just allows it to just flow, you know, and he doesn't yeah. like, you know, he allows me to be authentic and just be myself and and in terms of the business, always supportive. He, when I started the business, um, Special Occasion Hire, he actually um, gave me £5,000 towards it. And that is, yeah. I'm clapping. So, that is amazing. Yeah, he did. Just, I'll never forget. Yeah, oh. he really, he didn't first understand it. And in his head, if I'm honest, he was at first like, babe, I don't want you to do too much. And it's cool. Do you know what I mean? If it's more, if it's, you know, to make, if it's about the money side of it. And, I, you know, I had to explain to him, yes, of course it's that. But at the same time, it was just about, you know, me, you know, fulfilling something that I love and mm. me being me as well, you know, because I think sometimes when before your mother, you kind of get lost, you know, yeah. and you realise that, you know, they're still raising me, raising me still has interests and passions and likes and dislikes. So um, that was fulfilling a little bit of that side of just me. So he, is, he allows me to be me and um, he really supported me and he gave me 5,000 towards it and so um, and he's always always um, been really hands-on um, in terms of our children um, in terms of um, the business as well. I remember like for example when I started the business I would have like you know these big weddings sometimes especially I did loads of Asian weddings most of my clients were actually Asian Asians and they will have like 300 400 guests and we'll have these big weddings and he would um so I'll go and set it all up and then one thing I didn't thought about is um who's gonna pack this down (laughs) (laughs) when I started it I was just so excited and I didn't think about all these aspects. Like, I yeah. didn't think about how we're going to actually pack this down and, yeah. you know, things like that. So he would go and do it. And he would, um, because I'd be at home with the kids. So I would set up and the wedding's open sometimes to one o'clock. Sometimes the next day we would have and to go into the venue. And... and he would go and do it. And I'd be at home with the kids. And he's packing down like 
30 tables, chair covered, linen, oh napkins, gosh. centerpieces, backdrops, and and he would never, ever complain. I have never heard my husband say, babe, that was too much, man. Why did you? Oh, you really got to think about this. And he never, never complained. He would do it, you know, and he obviously had enough money to, like, pay people to do it. But yeah. um, he would do it. Um, there are times where I had weddings and... I will forget things in my lockups. So I'll be like, oh my gosh, I forgot the easel, you know, and he would, and it would be like, you know, because I'm up sometimes at like 5 a.m. in the morning doing a flower arrangement, and I'm like, oh my gosh, my van's coming at 7, I forgot my easel, and then Paul would like get up, and he would go, you know, at 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes, all the way to our lockup, and our lockup's not closed, it's like an hour and a bit away, he'd never complain, he'd never ever say, babe, no, you've got to remember, you know, he was just, he's always been very, very supportive, Um, you know, I'm a very, very lucky woman, I have, even just thinking about it sometimes and talking about it, I feel quite emotional, because he is um, a very, very supportive husband. That is amazing, do you know what, it's funny, because every time I see like every if we go to an event that you have um organized or you've helped design um some of the decor some of the um the look to it i always always see him just like standing behind you like you're all he's always there to kind of help to, yeah. to do something like whenever 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 you see rosemary you naturally just see paul just right there yeah. um which is great because you, you need that support in at home don't you like if you don't have that then it's kind of hard to have I the motivation what I do without him and that is the bottom line you know everyone sees me as the face of it and they're like oh my gosh your work's amazing it's this but you know Paul plays a very very important role and we're a team and you know so he's he's very very supportive and you know really really grateful to God you know for him because he means a lot to me so yeah it's a family business before you know it Shalom will be heading it and you you and Paul will just be sitting at Shalom's home already killing. you know getting involved she actually helped me do some of the arrangements she's very very um creative a street a lot more creative than I am a lot more oh. so yeah she's really really so I definitely can see her doing something like this in the future that is that, that that's the benefit of having a big family at least you can literally pass on like the burden to a few of them to help you yeah. out <laughs> um yeah you mentioned earlier that obviously when you started this this business you needed some funding you needed to create a business plan but if you were to kind of you know advise somebody who wanted to do similar things to what you're doing what what would be the key the key steps that you that you definitely recommend that they should take if they wanted to do venue styling, yeah, I would definitely say um, go to a, another company like myself or a venue styling company and try and just do, you know, some mentoring with them. Ask them if you could ask the manager, whoever owns the company, to mentor you and shuzzle them, watch them, and things like that. But take it beyond and really ask, like, can I be mentored? Can I come and see when you do your consultations? Can I um, come and see when... Because a lot of the times with my staff, they come on the day to set up. Yeah. And that's it. So um, before we 
the day of the wedding, there's a lot that happens before it. There's confrontations, there's um, changes, there's and there's flowers that need to be done, and then it's all done on the day, and then they're just helping setting up. So I would definitely say shadow and ask. You know, we will say yes, you know, because we want that help. But if you know, so definitely looking because then once you do that, you'd really see if it's something you'd like. You know, you might go into it and actually might not be for you you know so that's really really important that you really get in deep and you know and you know I would definitely say also um do lots of research as well really look into your market I think whatever market you go into you need to be a master in it and really look into it and you know um there's so much different aspects when it comes to um venue styling you've got you know people look at it like okay they you know they um lots of companies that are venue stylists sometimes are just designers they design it and they get everybody else to do everything for you so oh. um so you don't they might not be the person doing it you know so um so that's a different aspect some people are just good at that so they can like design it um, but they might not be be good at like with installing and the yeah. technical analogy of it. So you need to really look at into it and really you know master your craft if you want to get into it. But I definitely think you need to work for a venue styling company and shadow them just so that you can see um, really because um, you know everyone looks at the pictures and it looks beautiful, but there's a lot of work that, that goes, goes into, into it. it. There's a lot of work. Yeah. This is flowers that were cut in for hours, you know, so it's a lot of work. So you have to really, really look at all of that aspect of it. Do you know, I completely agree because I've kind of learned the hard way myself. There's been a few ideas that I've had that like you just kind of see somebody on TV or on social media or have this business. You see the glamour side of it. And you think, yeah, I can do it. And then you try, you maybe invest money and you try to do it yourself, but it doesn't work out. And it's yeah. only, it's just because you don't do the research beforehand. You don't really, you know, try to reach out to people who've been successful in that field and shadow them, like you say, or do any research yourself. You just think, oh, they've done it. They make it look so easy. I'm yeah. going to do the same thing myself. So that's actually a really, really good tip. So make sure you, you know, listen to Rosemary and shadow those people, reach out to those companies and, you know. Yeah, and just don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to say, look, can you mentor me? You know, yeah. not just work for them. You know, I have like, I've had loads of people that have just worked for me, you know. Um, and one of my, um, I've had quite a few of the girls that have said, look, I need mentoring. I want to learn more. And uh, one of them was, is called Sandra, and she's now started her own company called Crazy for Vintage. So, you know, and she really went over and beyond. She wanted to learn everything. She's coming to my divine school as well. So I would say, you know, she would call me. She would come around my house. She would be like, look, I want to learn. I want to know more and things like that. So don't be afraid to do that. Just, you know, ask, you know, look, I need to know more, I want to know more, and can I come and shadow you when you're doing consultations and things like that. I wish I had that opportunity, I didn't have that. So I made so much mistakes, it was just ridiculous the amount of mistakes I made, um, because I didn't really have anyone to ask anything, or yeah. there was no one, you know, and when you did ask companies, no one would want to tell you anything, everyone's very, like, closed, you know, so... Um, which is which is why I started the Raven Device School. So although it's about teaching, about instalments and 
and floor arrangement, but we teach the business aspect of it as well, which is, um, I think, is really, really important. More yeah, like, than even the flower arrangement side of it. Yeah, like you said, when when you started, this wasn't really, there, was, there wasn't a lot of people, a lot of companies who were kind of doing this yeah. event styling, whereas now it's a very, very, you know, saturated. It's very, industry. very saturated now. Because what, what it is, there's a lot of guys that get married and they're like, oh, I can do this. And then yeah. they, they start it, yeah. Or they start yeah. a blog and they have a wedding. They're like, oh, my God, this is what, you know. So it is saturated now. But, yeah, we'll see. So you mentioned earlier that, you know, you want to tell a funny story of the first event you catered to. Yeah, so my first event, actually, was a bride who I never met, actually. I just was talking to her mum. Um, her mum has been waiting for her daughter to get married for years. So she was, you know, really excited that her daughter's now getting married. And she then, you know, called my company. I think she got through somebody else that was, you know, um, we was given, you know, you leave your leaflets, everyone. So she got the leaflet somewhere and she picked it up and she called me and I came down, done a consultation with her. And the wedding was going to be in her local church in Catford. So we've gone to this, so I've gone to meet her at this church. And she was like, okay, um, my daughter's getting married. The church building wasn't very nice. It was, you know, it wasn't the nicest building. And yeah. she wanted the venue draped. She wanted the ceilings draped. She wanted the floors to be all white. She wanted, obviously, chair covers. She wanted linen, centerpieces. She wanted everything to be fresh flowers. So this was a really big deal. This is, remember, this is my first event. And yeah. I had no clue what I was doing. Um, <laughs> did you, did you just say yes? And on my like, leaf Yeah, I'm making yeah. all these promises, like, you know, the best company and all this stuff. So... I was like, she was like, so I want the room great. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, we can do it. Um, and I was just saying yes to everything. And I was like, she goes, and do you do carpet, the floor lay? And I said, yeah, we can, you know, oh you know, cover the floors. I was just saying, like, I was thinking, what am I doing? This is crazy. I'm talking to this woman and, and I'm, you know, promising her that I can deliver all of this stuff. And the reality was I didn't know. Even I didn't know how to do root draping, I didn't know anything. So yeah. she was like, Okay, um, you know, so I said, All right, we'll send you a quote. And she said, Well, this is my budget, and I can't go over that. So I think her budget was four and a half thousand. So, um, so at the time, of, of course, I thought, Yeah, that's a healthy budget, that's fine. Um, so I took on the job. Um, she paid me the money and then now I have to deliver, right? Now I have to deliver this, everything that I'm promising there that we can do. So I can't drag. We had at the time, obviously we had chair covered, we had linen, um, we had a backdrop, but we didn't have draping for our whole venue. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm now going online trying to find draping companies. <laughs> And I'm like finding companies and I found mm. the company that I bought the backdrop from. And I said, do you guys drape? And they said, yeah, we do. So I was like, okay, I need this venue drape. And he was like, okay, um, we need the measurement. So I was like, okay, yeah, of course. So I didn't even know that. So I've gone back to the venue. 
I'm now, me and Paul is measuring the tape, you know, we're trying to measure it. I've got Shalom, the, the baby in my hand, them lot are just oh, running oh around. He's draping it with his, with the, he's trying to measure everything. I give them back their measurement to the company and then they said, right, this is going to cost us about three and a half thousand ah. to four thousand. <laughs> so I was like, three and a half thousand to four thousand. So I'm like, okay. She's given me four and a half. How am I going to get to the carpet? How am I going to get this? And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to dip into my own pocket. Oh, so, um, which I didn't mind because it was my first event. And I was just about to book them, but something just said, wait, we just look again. Look for maybe another company. Get another quote. So I went for another company, and I went on their site. And it wasn't the best. It was a really, really bad site, if I'm honest. I love you, Phil and Gina. Sorry to say that. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Very, very good. Yeah, it wasn't very good at all. And um, and and I just wasn't. So I didn't want to call them because I'm thinking, no, I'm not going to call this company. Um, and there wasn't a lot of companies that did draping at that time. So I was going to book, pay the company next day because they were like, right, we need, you know, payment. I was going to give them that three and a half grand. And it was almost like God said, no, call this company again. Just just call them. And I thought, why am I going to call this company? So I called it. And they were like, really nice. His name was Phil. And he was so nice on the phone. And I said to him, look, I've got this venue that I need raping. I know that you guys offer this service. Um he was like, where is the venue? I said, it's in Catford. They are outside London, this company. So I was just, so right there, I thought, oh, there's no point. I need, obviously, someone within London. And then he said, but do you know what? I have a job in London this weekend, so I can come down and measure it for you. Can someone be there this weekend? So I was like, okay, um, all right, yeah, fine. Someone will be there. So he came down, and when he came, he... Um, we met him at the venue, he directed everything, he measured everything, he was a lot quicker than us. Um, he had a laser thing, which is what we have now, so he just lasered everything. And he was really, really nice. He was so friendly, and I just we just connected, me, Paul, with him. He was so friendly and just really cool. And, and he said, all right, I'll send you a quote tomorrow and when I get back in the office on Monday. So I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. He sent me a quote, and the quote was £1,000, less than wow. £1,000. So, I was, so that company was trying to bump you with that four and a half thousand. Yeah, or three well, and a half most, thousand. most of the now knowing the draping world, well, most companies actually charge that. So it wasn't. They were just quite. They're not in England, in London. So yeah. they 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 kind of have a different. Um, the they their prices are different. They they doing it for countryside. You know what yeah. I mean. So their yeah. prices were a lot different. So he said, "All right, we can do it a thousand pounds." And I think the travel, he charged me 150 So I was like, okay. And then he showed me pictures of Drake and they did, and it was beautiful. And I was like, okay, I'm not, why have you not got that on your site, you know? And he was just like, oh, I just never have time to upload things. And obviously now being in the company and business and having loads of weddings, trust me, you don't find the time. Yeah. Um, so he then came on a day and he did everything and he did the draping he did the feeling for less than a thousand about a thousand a bit and it was and I had a bigger budget to do everything else and it looked beautiful wow. it looked so beautiful and it was my first event um I didn't take any pictures of it because I run out of time 
and everyone came into the room and you know you can't take pictures when everyone's in there um, so I bet so I learned a big lesson there that you know you've got to give yourself a bit more time so you can get everyone out of the room and take pictures and things like that but yeah it was my first and she really loved it so um, that was interesting I learned a lot in that first event, but and now now you don't say yes if you can't do it now you're like oh actually let me yeah because yeah, of course not you can't you shouldn't ever promise anything to a customer and you can't deliver that because then that could have horribly gone wrong that could have gone any other way isn't it it could have been where I couldn't deliver and um, you know and got a bad name before I even started so yeah. You know, but Fee and Gina um, literally do all our draping now. We're really good friends and, you know, they've really helped me over the years. And Yeah, but that was quite um, really funny to me. When I look back at that, I'm just like, I was just like, yeah, we can drape it. We can do this. And... See, it's so easy. You don't want to say no, especially if, it's, especially if you have like a business or something and you have a new, a first customer or like a yeah. first people who want to spend a lot of money on you. You just, you don't want to say no. So you sometimes, you know, even me, I find myself saying yes and I figure yeah. it out later. And I think, yeah, and I think it's a challenge as well, isn't it? You, you're up for that challenge and it's exciting. And, you know, as much as she was show, sharing her vision to me, I wanted to create it. I was getting excited. I was getting the buzz out of it. Like, yeah, this would be beautiful. Let's yeah. do this and let's do that. I was even helping her. Like, that part should be draped. We should do the ceiling draping. I was helping <laughs> her, like, you know, making this mess for myself even more. It was just crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So, um, we delivered we did it yes you delivered on budget <laughs> I hope she's not well. hearing this she'll be like what she didn't know what she did <laughs> well it's been years down the line her daughter's happily married I think, <laughs> I think it's fine um, so yeah so how important is social media in your business venture obviously social media is taking on a life of itself now like it's much bigger now than it was you know when you probably first started a company is like instagram you know twitter are they a really good source of clients for you or is it more word of mouth yeah um social media is obviously not my time and I'm, I'm trying to get in grips of this my daughter is actually Shalom is so much better than me. She told me how to tag people, how to do that. Hey. I don't know what. Oh I don't know what's gosh. going on. Honestly, like, mum, you got to and do. Hashtags. Shalom is eleven, isn't and she? She's eleven, yeah. So she would show me so much things. Mum, this is how you do this. This is how you do hashtag. This is how you do that. I have no clue when it comes to social media, Facebook, anything. I'm really bad at it, if I'm honest, and I really need to work on that. I'm trying to, or I think if you have the funds, you should get someone that's a bit of an expert in that. Um, because it is a really um, good channel, isn't it? It's really, really important. It, it's literally taking over the world now. So you need to get on board with it, whether you like it or not, whether you're not to grips on it or not, you need to get on board with it. But now, to be honest with you, I'm not that strong in social media. So I am going to, in 2009, I did say I'm going to work a bit more harder than that. Um, but I have got clients on there. Um, I wouldn't say most of my clients come on there. I do have a lot of DMs. People always DM me. Um, and these are just bribes, so they're not going to follow you. They just they see your page, they like you, and they might just DM you and say, hi, yeah. I sent an email, haven't had a reply, or hi, do you do this? Or they send a picture, they, you know, they snapshot and say, hi, how much would this cost? And things like that. So I do get a lot of that on social media. Um, but I would say um, I've probably had about, 
I can count with five hand, one hand, how many clients I've had on social media, about four or five that's come through Instagram. But most of it is definitely not. It's um, definitely word of mouth. So, um, yeah. So, like I said, a lot of my clientele are Asian. So, a lot of them would, um, you know, tell, tell their, their family, cousin, tell that their family. And, yeah, and they, it's just like a ripple effect sort of thing. Yeah. So. And then they have so much people come to the wedding. You've got, like, four, 500 people there. And then, you know, and in that crowd, trust me, somebody's getting married. Someone's yeah. getting married next year. Yeah. And they were like, oh, who did your doco? I'd like to contact them and things like that so it's definitely been it's definitely been more word of the mouth I think if we was a bit more stronger on social media um I think you need to post more you really got to engage with your consumers um you'd probably get more out of it but for me it's not being the strongest so yeah but I know well, it makes sense because obviously you're you want your your um your product to sell itself so when people do come to any events that you've designed and then they see it that's naturally what you'd be like oh who did it and you just take their details and you call them whereas if you see a post on social media it might take a lot longer for the sale to to kind of go through um, because yeah oh cool so what has kind of been the biggest challenge for you especially obviously you mentioned you have five beautiful children so you're you know your mother first yeah and you have this you have this business venture you have now this not only do you have your events higher but you also have your um, rosemary design school which is launching soon um has there been any times that you've had some challenges that you had to kind of overcome um I think the main um challenge has definitely been time and I think it's just trying to find time to fit everything in so for example you know being a mother a wife and my business you have to find a healthy balance which can be hard and which I've struggled with um and I haven't always got it right, but um, just trying to find, I think, time and just really, really being realistic with it and being honest with yourself with, in, in terms of what I can take on and what I cannot and, and be honest about it and don't just, you know, um, take on so much. Even just in my household sometimes, like if I've got to do five washes today plus I've got a cork plus I've got to do this and sometimes I have to kind of mentally really think about it and say right actually just do this and and do that and you know so you definitely definitely need time because you know when I started my company the most important thing for me was um trying to work around my children and my family you know so um that has been a challenge because at times it hasn't been like that it has been where the business has been so demanding that sometimes I've found little time to just you know read a book with my kids or or something like that you know so I think I had to really scale and look at things so I think it's I think it's definitely time that's definitely been a challenge um no, just no. yeah that's really interesting to hear because even me, the biggest challenge for me, even before I became a mom was time. Like obviously when I was just single in my mom's house, I can literally do whatever I want, go traveling. And I didn't really have that notion of splitting my time between 
this or that and obviously being a Christian um I was heavily involved in church in ministry I was in dance I was in nursery like I was literally there was a point I was literally in seven ministries in church but that yeah. that was fine because I had all the time in the world yeah. so even after I got married just making time for to cook to clean making time for my husband making time for myself yeah. Yeah. while working I just it was a lot now now yeah making you know, time for your business. family you yeah know, your mom's always wants to spend time sometimes yeah if your girls want to hang out yeah. things like that so I think it's time you really have to be um you've got to balance things and really be realistic with it as well and and try to find time for everyone and and most importantly obviously your children you know and that's so, yeah, so that's definitely been my biggest challenge and something that I've constantly um, been faced with and constantly try to work on. Oh, that's it's been great, Rosemary, actually, to hear all of this because I don't think we've had this conversation before. So it's really, really good to kind of get this ideas from you and kind of I've even let myself about you know, even reaching out to Princess Trust, creating a business plan, creating yeah. time for yourself as well. But as we're coming to an end to this podcast, um, if you had to give just one strong advice to any mum who, you know, either wants to start her own business, become an entrepreneur like you, what would that one piece of advice be? I would say um, definitely look at what um, organisations are out there. Um, there are so much of them that are out there and um, look into that. I would say also do a lot of networking if you can. Try to network with people. Um, don't just be in this cocoon on your own. Try to, um, you know, you learn so much when you do that, when you're with people and you kind of network with them and, and, and like-minded people as well, people that are actually going somewhere in their life and and surround yourself around those type of people positive people that are going somewhere and um and they're so you know i have um a friend of mine who actually um networks a lot she she's always in network and i know that can be quite difficult being a mother yeah but, you know if you can try so that can be difficult because obviously she used to go a lot like it was all the time and I remember she'd be like I'm going networking networking and I just remember her coming back with all of this information and all of these connections and and feeling fired up and feeling like you know I can do this and because she's a business owner herself but she didn't have children and I did so what I did is I said you know what I'm gonna try and make time for that and and I did and and I remember just going to one and feeling really inspired and and you know gaining so much knowledge and making great connections so even if you do one or two a year it's really really important so I'll say definitely network um because you know you you gain so much knowledge through that and um being a Christian and um, a mother and a business owner I would definitely say um always always make God the center and always um find time to do that because sometimes we, um, like I said, with time, I would find it so hard just to get up and read my Bible and pray. And any time that I was doing that, I would be doing it on the way to Sainsbury's, on the way to yeah. the school runs with the children, we'll quickly pray and things like that. But I had to start making time for that. And I realised that as soon as I did that, it, you know, it's almost like it just allows you to kind of clear your mind you know things like that so um yeah 
So I'll definitely network and and be, you know, spiritual and give your your soul some food because it needs that. That is fantastic advice. Um, thank you. Thank you so much, um, Rosemary. You've been so invaluable, so great. Oh, thank you for um, having me. Yeah, of course. And if you'd like to hear um, more of this podcast, make sure you subscribe. Podcast is available on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts and on Podbean. Um, I'll be speaking to a lot more people. So make sure you check um, check the episodes out every week. And if you'd like to see my face, feel free to check out my Instagram at victoria.dele. And um, Rosemary, do you have any social media accounts that, you know, if people want to follow you, what do you know your social media handles? <laughs> <laughs> called Shalom right Shalom um, special occasion hire one of them um, the Rosemary Divine School and a new company that we're setting up as well called Wedding Market Play. great um, so yeah so make sure you check all of that out yes on Instagram check out her website reach out to her if you have any events coming up she is absolutely five star thank you but yeah thank you so much rosemary thank you so much for having me okay bye bye